This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. Well, tonight we're on, what are we teaching on on Wednesday nights? Gifts of the Spirit. And this here's part number 11. Matter of fact, we started three months ago tonight, and tonight's going to be the last, the last part of the series, so listen closely and listen online to what we've had before. And I'm going to show you some books of what we're, what we're doing. We have, tonight we're going to be teaching on the, on the vocal gifts. And this one here, this book from Brother Hagin is called The Gift of Prophecy. And, uh, anyway, as we teach tonight, I'm not going to go very, very far into this. We're going to be talking more on tongues and interpretation of tongues. But if you are a person that's really hungry for spiritual things, want to understand things and not be goofy and religious minded confused, that book will help you. So it's really good. And then this one here, is a is a is a smaller version of the big manual I've been showing all the time about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. All the gifts are taught in this book here in a in a little uh, not as much detail as the big book, but this book's something nice and easy you can carry to work with you and read at lunchtime on breaks, carry it with you. And if you if you happen to have to go to the doctor's office, instead of thumbing through goofy magazines and looking at stupid stuff you don't really care about, take something like this with you to the doctor's office. And sit there and read this and get built up in your faith and learn more about God. Amen. These things will really help you out in the bookstore. Lots, lot, lots of those books back there. But tonight, we're going to be talking about, uh, the utter's gifts, the vocal gifts. And I want, I want to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 through 11. I want to quickly read through this again. Since this is the last night, we're going to be teaching this in the series. But you need to know where these passages are in the Bible. You know, I think about so many times Christians say, well, I know the verses, but I don't know the addresses. Well, start learning the addresses. When you learn the verses, you know where they are. And, you know, it's kind of, uh, you know, the, the, the Bible's called our sword of the spirit. And how many know that, uh, Barty, did anybody ever watch Andy Griffith besides me? Well, you know, Barney knew just enough to get him in trouble, so all he ever got trusted with was one bullet. And usually when he got to put his one bullet in the gun, he either shot right past his foot, shot a hole in the ceiling, or I watched Andy Griffin a couple of days ago, and he, he shot the tar out of the sheriff's car. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's how Christians are, that know about the gifts of the Spirit, but don't really understand what to do with the gifts of the Spirit. They try to prophesy to somebody and blow them away. Or they try to pray for somebody and think a gift of healing is going to work or something's going to happen and nothing happens and people get hurt. So we as Christians need to read the Bible, sit under people that know how to teach the Bible, and read books that we can trust that show us how to understand the Bible and then God could use us. We won't be Barney Five going around all the time and then God have to talk to you and say, okay, give me your bullet back. Hey, Amen. If you watch Andy Griffith, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't watch Andy Griffith, you do watch it sometime, but you want God to use you, don't you? How many here believe that you've been supernaturally born again by the Spirit of God? you got eternal life in your spirit. You're a new creature. And 1 John 4, 4 says, Greater is He that's in you than he that is in the world. It says we've overcome through Him that loves us. And it's because of that, all the supernatural things that God promises us belong to us. He said, we are the ones that cast out devils in the name of Jesus. He said, we are the ones that lay hands on the sick and they recover. And we are the ones these gifts are for. So I want to read this out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I want to say it again. 
you need to learn where these are and start reading them and looking at things. But anyway, verse 7, I want to quickly go through these because we've looked at them several times. It says, but the manifestation of the Spirit, that's talking about the gifts of the Spirit, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all, King James, but he says to profit all. And so God wants the gifts of the Spirit in operation in church congregations to profit all, to change people's lives, to speak to them, to help them, to see and to know and be set free from the power of the devil. Somebody said amen. Amen. It says, for to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another working in miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the self-same spirit, dividing or distributing to every man severally or individually as he will, distributing to individually people different gifts as he will. And so the thing is that we've taught over and over again that we have to get a hold of, people do not own these gifts like it's something's a part of their life. They turn it off and turn it off and say, okay, today I'm going to operate the gift of special faith. Today I'm going to operate the gifts of healings. If God uses you in a gift or uses preachers in a gift, it's as He wills. God doesn't always choose to turn these gifts on and use people in them, but when He does, we got to know what they are so we can flow with them, right? You know, I was, uh, I, I can't hit bunny trails. we got such a limited time to close this out. But in my life, God's used me frequently in the gift, gifts of healings. I mean, that's something He used me in a lot beyond just praying for the sick. He's used the gifts of healings where He's given people miraculous healings when I prayed for Him. Not because of just regular believer's faith, but it was Holy Ghost manifestation faith where the gifts of healings changed things. God's used me almost continually for 40 years the gift of prophecy. We're going to talk about what prophecy is tonight. He's used me almost continually and many times used me a word of knowledge where he tells me something going on to where I help people. You know, there's been so many times in this church we'll have a church service and the Lord will say there's, there's, there, there, there's people here that are having such and such a problem. And so sometimes it's been female problems. And man, I'll call that out and there'd be 20 women lined up up here that have been having that trouble. Or I might say, somebody's having trouble with their left ear. And I'll have 15 people come up here been having left ear problems. That's called a word of knowledge where God's called things out because He wants to help people. That's supernatural. It's not knowledge you learn. You know, you get knowledge from studying books. You get knowledge from studying God's Word, but the word of knowledge is God telling you something that He has knowledge of that you don't that he wants to help people with. So anyway, we've looked at those gifts pretty frequently. And these these gifts here, I'll just one more time tell you, uh, we like to break them down into three different categories. We have we have the revelation gifts, which is the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, and they're gifts that reveal something, that show you something. And then we have the three power gifts, the gift of uh, special faith, working in miracles, gifts of healings. That's the gifts that do something. They change something. God shows up and bam, man, things happen, but tonight we're going to be talking about the, the three vocal gifts or the gifts that say something. This is the one that we're most familiar with in church services. Uh, the, the, the gift, gift, diverse kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues, the gift of prophecy. And, uh, you know, I just want to say that we're going to see some things tonight you really need to understand, but I have never, out of 40 years, been used 
in the gift of tongues that I know of. Never. I speak in tongues every day, all day long, my prayer language of tongues. But God's never given me an utterance in tongues to give to a congregation. I've interpreted tongues on a few occasions, not real often, but I've used it in the gift of prophecy quite frequently. And so this is something I want you to understand. I've been doing this for 40 years. I've never given a tongue at a public service ever. You know, why is, why is that? Because the Holy Spirit's never chosen to give me a tongue for a public tongue. And so it's different. That, see, a lot of Christians don't understand about all this tongues business, but you're going to see some things tonight. It's going to help you understand, because that's why we're here, because he starts off in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1, said, My brethren, I don't want you to be ignorant about spiritual gifts. Nobody know what the answer for ignorance is in any subject. To study. If you're ignorant, like, let's see, who's, oh yeah, I got a son-in-law getting ready to move down here from Alaska, and he's, he's wanting to go for some more training, getting out of the army. He's wanting, he's wanting to go back to school to learn about electricity, be an electrician. Well, he's ignorant right now, so what's he going to do to take care of that ignorance? He's going to study. He's going to take some classes. So the gifts of the Spirit's the same way. We study the Word of God, take some classes, and we begin to learn how the gifts of the Spirit operate. How many is ready tonight to close this thing out in a big way? Amen. Amen. And so anyway, uh, you notice here in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 10, working in miracles into another prophecy, then diverse kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. Well, I'm going to give you some definitions to help you understand what these gifts are. The gift of prophecy is supernatural utterance in a known tongue. Supernatural utterance in a known tongue. In other words, it's something coming out of you inspired by the Spirit of God. And we'll look at this in more detail in just a few minutes. But that's a supernatural utterance in a known tongue. Now, diverse kinds of tongues is a supernatural utterance in an unknown tongue. In an unknown tongue. Unknown to the one given the tongue, but sometimes known to somebody that's hearing the tongue. And so, uh, diverse kinds of tongues is a supernatural utterance in a tongue that you don't know. An unknown tongue. And then interpretations of tongues is a supernatural showing forth of that which has been said in an unknown tongue. A supernatural showing forth of that which has been said in an unknown tongue. I'll, I'll throw something out here that, uh, that uh, just to throw it out here so you understand. Interpretation of tongues is not translation of tongues. A translator, you know, if you watch somebody on TV give it a speech about something, a president or some dignitary, or a lot of times all these uh, reports they have now, stupid shooting and stuff going on, usually beside the sheriff or governor, somebody stand there doing interpretation for the deaf. And, and then if you hear somebody in another language there, they might have somebody interpreting in Spanish for people to understand what's going on. Well, well, that's translation. They're translating what they're saying word for word. Interpretation is give you the is giving the 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 uh, gist or the gist or whatever that word is. In other words, they're giving you what the picture is, what's being said, and so it may not be a translation, but it's interpretation through the person giving the interpretation of what the Spirit of God said through the one given the tongue. And so it's different between interpretation and translation. Translation means you know the language and you're just telling them what they said word for word. Interpretation, you know the Spirit. And the Spirit's tell you how to tell them what He said through them. Amen? And so we need to understand these things. 
And so we will more and more as we look at them. So anyway, interpretation of tongues is showing forth what was said in the unknown tongue. So I want you to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. At 1 Corinthians chapter 14, uh, basically the whole chapter deals with the vocal gifts that we're talking about tonight. And I want to look at verse 3. Talk about the gift of prophecy. And I want you to listen really, really, really closely, especially if you've been prone to get goofy. And, you know, I, I hope if you've been a Christian that's got weird and hurt people before, or a Christian that's tried to step out into things, then you knew what you got out there. Man, I shouldn't have done this. I blew it. Then listen really closely, and God's going to help you. He wants you to be a fruit-bearing Christian. He wants you to be a Christian he can trust and that when you speak, you really help people. And anyway, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 3 says this. But he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. He that prophesies speaks to men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. That means you build people up, you encourage them, you help them, you give them hope, you help them get out of depression, you do something to give them a charge, because remember, it's an inspired utterance. It's a supernatural utterance by the Spirit of God. That means, you know, when a preacher's preaching, sometimes the anointing doesn't kick in until after he goes for a few minutes. But all of a sudden, when the anointing of God gets on the preacher, then you can tell something just changed, man. He just shifted the gear. Something happened. Well, when God's using you in the gift of prophecy... It's not just you talking to somebody because you love and want to help them. All of a sudden, you're kicked into a higher gear and it's inspired. There's anointing gets on it. And when the anointing gets on it, somebody might think, wow, man, that was just like an angel just talking to me. That was word straight from heaven. And you know what? They're right. It was word straight from heaven. That was a manifestation of the gift of the Spirit called the gift of prophecy, speaking to them to build them up, to encourage them and help them. And so listen to this. I'm going to tell you something. The simple gift of prophecy should not be confused with the ministry of the prophet. That's a whole other thing, whole different category. We're not talking about fivefold ministry gifts tonight, but the prophet's ministry has the word of knowledge mixed in there, has a word of wisdom, has discerning of spirits, plus the simple gift of prophecy. And so when a prophet begins to prophesy, he starts off, speaking to men, to edification, exhortation, and comfort. Then all of a sudden, word of knowledge comes in, he'll begin to tell you, like Jesus told that woman. He said, he said, lady, said you've had five husbands. And the one you live with now is not even your husband. And then when those guys begin to, they caught that woman in adultery, Jesus began to write on the ground their life story. Through the gift of the prophet, and through the gift, word of knowledge, and things going on, Jesus began to read their mail to them because he wasn't just a spirit-filled Jesus. He was a spirit-filled prophet of God, Jesus, that God began to use him as spiritual gifts. And the same thing happens with the prophets. So just get this. Just because God uses you to prophesy, and maybe sometime he'll give you a word of knowledge, or he'll show you something in the Spirit, that doesn't make you a prophet where you go around all the time telling people their business and try to run their lives. Is this helping you? You need to know this because I want our church to be the church God wants it to be. And I know this, nothing hurts the church any worse 
than a bunch of ignorant goofballs that go around trying to do something that God's not in. I don't want a dead church where nothing happens. But I don't want a flaco church either where, where things happen but the wrong things. I want right things. And there's no reason that this church with people well-trained in the Bible that walk with God or for the Holy Ghost can't be used by God these gifts. And that's what we want. Amen? Amen. Turn around and give your neighbor a high five and say, God's going to use us. Say, God's going to use us in great ways to help people and give Him glory. And so the simple gift of prophecy has no revelation or prediction of the future or telling future events in it, the simple gift of prophecy. But if one of, the, one of the revelation gifts comes in, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, or discerning of spirits, that that may happen. But anyway, uh, so that's telling you about the gift of prophecy. It's simply God giving you a word to help somebody. I, I'll just give you an example. You know, it happens here. This is a matter of fact. We had a prayer meeting the other day, and I don't even know if the ladies here or not. But anyway, we had a prayer meeting. We had about a half a dozen people in the prayer meeting. At the end of the meeting, the Lord started giving me prophecy for one of the ladies in the meeting. And I began to talk to her, and I saw her countenance change. I wasn't at all foretelling any future. I was speaking unto her edification, exhortation, and comfort. And the more I talked, the greater the anointing come. And the greater the anointing come, God gave me things. He gave me examples. He gave me things to bring up to show her and help her. And that was the gift of prophecy in a pretty great manifestation because I know it absolutely lit her up and helped give her hope, encouragement, and change things. That wasn't, that wasn't a pastor talking to a daughter of the faith he loved. That was the Holy Ghost, the man of God, talking to his daughter that he loves, wanting to help her. And so I want to say it again. When God used me, I didn't have a word of knowledge. I didn't have a word of wisdom. But it was just a greater gift at the moment. It was a gift of prophecy speaking. And so get this. Just because you prophesy to somebody and encourage them does not make you a prophet. And I want to say it one more time. Even if God does give you a word and you tell something about their life that God has you tell them, that may be the last time He ever used you in that gift. That didn't make you a prophetess. Amen. And so, okay, back to 1 Corinthians 14 now. And I want to read verse 4 and verse 5. And look at this. It says, He that speaketh in unknown tongue edifies himself, builds up himself. He that prophesies edifies or builds up the church. I would that ye all spake with tongues, but rather are even more that you prophesied. Now listen to this. There's going to be a key here you need to catch. There's a real key here you need to see. For greater is he that prophesies than he that speaks with tongues except to interpret. Greater is he that prophesies than he that speaks with tongues except to interpret that the church may receive edifying. And so Brother Hagen points out this implies that tongues and interpretation are equal to prophecy. The gift of tongues and interpretation working together does the same thing that a prophecy does. It says that he'd rather you prophesy than speak in tongues unless the tongue's interpreted. Because if the tongue's interpreted, then it's speaking to men. The appetition, exhortation, and comfort. Can you see that? And Brother Hagen points out that it takes more faith to prophesy 
that it does to give a, an utterance in tongues. Because he said, when God begins to give you a word, I know for me in a service, uh, when God has me prophesied to the congregation, most of the time when that happens, a lot of times on Sunday morning, we're up here, we're worshiping God. And all I see is two or three words or a sentence. And I'll come up to the microphone and we're all standing up here and we did our last song. Josh is doing the stuff that Josh does. And I'll take the mic and I'll stand there. I'll start saying something like, praise God, glory to God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And I'll say a little bit. And then as I start talking, I step out in faith. And when I step in faith, step out in faith, I may end up prophesying five or ten minutes. I may hit a subject I never even had in my, wasn't in my head at all come out of my spirit. But all of a sudden, it really helped people. I might start saying, there's people here that you really had, and this would be easy to say out of your head any time, because any time you got church people, you got somebody messed up. So I mean, you know, it'd be easy to be a phony person, just say, man, for all the messed up people here, well, what, what would happen? 80% of them stand up. But sometimes the Lord, as I begin to speak, will say something. Man, some of you had a really bad hit on your job this week. And God wants you to know, He gave you that job. He blessed you with that job. Don't let the devil run you off that job. You go into that job, you take authority over the devil in faith, and that wasn't my head, and it wasn't telling you about the future, but that was speaking to you in education, education and comfort. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the service, I got 15 handshakes. Pastor, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That was for me, that was for me, that was for me, because a lot of people been hit on the job. But then 80% of them hadn't been hit on the job. But a bunch of them had been. So see, that's, that's, that's not just me up here playing a guessing game. But well, what could I do? What could I do to help these people today? Well, maybe some had job problems. Has nothing to do with that. It's the Spirit of God giving inspired utterance to be able to speak to people into their lives. Well, that takes faith to step out of that. But for the gift of tongues and interpretation, it might be that all of a sudden, somebody, Mrs. Pastor, somebody in the congregation, we're having a quiet time, I was just waiting on God, and all of a sudden somebody begins to speak in tongues, not their prayer language in tongues necessarily, but they begin to get an utterance in tongues. Well, that took faith to give the utterance, but not as much faith as if we give a whole word. Well, then somebody then, and normally somebody up here, one of the five folds, will pray for interpretation then. And so then what was given out here in tongues or given up here in tongues, then we got the interpretation. But it would have been the same thing as a gift of prophecy if somebody would start prophesying. Can you see what I'm saying? It takes faith all the way around. The brother Hagin says it takes more faith just to step out. Because, you know, I've done it so many years now, I don't even think about it. Because I just know that when I start getting, I'm supposed to be saying something, all I do is start talking. I let it come out. But the first few times when I was a baby pastor, I did that. It was kind of scary. Because you thought, well, if I open my mouth and nothing comes out. Or if I open my mouth and something stupid comes out. I don't want to say the wrong thing. But when you learn the ways of the Spirit, when you learn the Holy Ghost, and you stay in the Word, you stay walking with God, you're not just going home and watching Andy Griffith 24-7. It's just something you watch sometimes. You're not going home and watching, watch, watch, watching goofy things all the time because then anything might come out, and you don't know what will come out. But if you're a person that lives a normal Christian life, and by normal Christian life, I'm not talking about today's standards for the world Christian life. I'm talking about a normal Christian life. You eat, you sleep, you go to work. In between time, you read your Bible, you pray. You do the best you can to say no to sin and wrongdoing. The best you can to say yes to Jesus. And when you do wrong, and as soon as you know you've done wrong, you instantly, you don't wait till church. 
Yes, they say, oh, Jesus, forgive me because you recognize He's with you everywhere you go. If you're living that kind of Christian life and you're a person that stays with the Word of God, you can trust God to give you a word. And so much easier to step out, whether it's on your job. And on your job, the way it works on your job, you know, sometimes on your job, you're seeing a fellow Christian or even somebody that's not even a believer. And you don't walk up to him and say, Thus saith the Lord God to thee. You walk up to him and you know, uh, you have to be careful if you're a man, but it's not a sexual thing. Walk up and pat somebody on the shoulder. You know, I'm talking about you don't go up rubbing on the women. But I'll tell you, walk up and pat a man on the back or women, you know, walk up to a woman like that and say, I just want to give you a big old hug today. You don't say God told you to do it. Say, I want to give you a hug today. And I want to tell you, Jesus loves you. And I love you. God's on your side. And I'm not preaching to you because it might be somebody that's opposed to things, but they're having a really bad day. But when you see on the inside of yourself, you see yourself doing that, that's inspiration from God. And then as you step out of what you see yourself doing, you begin to say things, even if nothing like, you know what, I'll tell you what, today is going to be the best day of the rest of your life. And I believe you're going to live long, you're going to live strong, and I believe the hand of God's on you, and your family's blessed. Well, if that's just regular words, it's good words. But when you see yourself doing that, it's inspired words. And when it's inspired words, that means it's anointed words. And when it's anointed words, Isaiah 10, 27 says, anointing removes burdens and destroys yokes. And so that person on your job that was about a basket case that day, all of a sudden, next time you see them, man, they're walking about two foot off the ground. Man, they're going around and walking, and, and they may not be Christians, but they're almost praising God. But that's what I'm saying. That's how you begin to recognize how these things work. It's God using His people to speak things from heaven, and that is God talking to them. Because how do we know that the Holy Ghost is God? And these are gifts of who? Gifts of the Holy Ghost. So they're gifts from God. It says the manifestation is given to every one of us as it pleases Him. Somebody give the Lord a hand. That, that, that's All right. And so anyway, uh, this implies that tongues interpretation are equal to prophecy. And I want you to notice, I want you to notice that He wants all believers to prophesy to encourage the church. He said... I would that you all spake with tongues, but even more, that you all prophesied. God wants us to become people that prophesy, and because we're doing so much teaching on this, I don't have to be concerned as a pastor that everybody here is going to tell somebody who to marry. I'm going to tell somebody that their uncle's going to die. I'm going to tell somebody uh, to quit their job. That's not what prophesied is. God's the only one can tell you who you're supposed to marry. God's the only one can tell you about your job. Amen? Amen. So He wants you all to prophesy. That's what God wants. Now I want to finish by looking at divers kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. Now divers means different kinds of tongues. In the original language, divers means different kinds of tongues. There are different kinds of tongues. And I want to show you what I'm talking about. I want you to notice 1 Corinthians 14, 2. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God, for no man understands him. So what's it say about here in speaking of these tongues? Who understands you? Who? Yeah, but how about people? No man understands you. Do you see that? I'm going to show you where confusions come from in the body of Christ. 
because the people try to teach about the spiritual gifts that don't understand spiritual gifts. That no man understands them. Now hold your place and go back to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. And I think we're closing this out the way the Lord led me today in a really uh, edifying way for you to help you not be ignorant of spiritual gifts. So 1 Corinthians chapter 2, we know, of course, this is the day of Pentecost. And I, I want to read, uh, starting at verse, verse 4. I want you to notice a few things. It says, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. As there's, there's that inspired utterance, and so they got the unction, the utterance, and the Holy Spirit began to speak with unknown tongues. It says, And there were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. And so there were a lot of people in this city from all around the world, from every nation. Now, when this was noised abroad, speaking in tongues, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. Wow. That sounds contradictory to 1 Corinthians 14, 2. No man understands them. But here's these people everywhere. They all understand them in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galatians? And how hear we every man in our own tongue where we were born? And so here's all these people understanding the tongues. Yet Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, 2, nobody understands them. And so it names all these different people groups. Then verse 11 says, Cretes and Arabians said, We do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. And so all these different people said, we understand perfectly everything they're saying. And so what's going on here is this. This is the diverse kinds of tongues, the different kinds of tongues. And so we, we have to understand that God gives you a prayer language of tongues, which we're going to look at a little bit, and then there's the gift of tongues. Remember I told you a while ago, I've never been used to give an utterance in tongues at a service. And so in the gift of tongues, when God gives you a supernatural utterance gift of tongues, there may be people from a foreign nation and the tongues unknown to the person giving it, but it's not unknown to God, it's not unknown to them. And so that tongue there, that's a diverse kind of tongue, that's a supernatural thing. I don't speak foreign languages. But I'll tell you what, I've always been open. Matter of fact, Mrs. Pastor and I, I guess she used to get embarrassed we don't do it anymore. When I first came here, I used to like to go to that bus station down there. You know what they call that place where megatons and everything is? What's that place called? I used to like to go there, but I'd see people all over the world there walking, talking to language. You know, I'd, do, I'd just walk through there, look over there, go, I thought, who knows, maybe I'll hit one. Somebody know what I'm saying. I do remember one time, one time down in, Texas, I doubt in Houston, Texas, and at anyway, long story short, uh, I'd never ever in my whole life met a Mexican person. I was, I was from Gringo, Hoosier land, Indiana. We didn't have anything out there hardly at all except just Gringo hillbillies. And so I remember I was down there in, in Texas, and God had met, met a friend down there at, at, a, at a convention, and all of a sudden was that was going out the street witnessing people. And a big downpour, downpour came, and we stepped out on it. Just built it on it at a bus stop. We stepped out there, and all these Mexicans kept coming there, waves to get on buses. I just started speaking out to them in tongues. I stood there looking at all, just going like that, shake my head, speaking in tongues. And 
I think I might have hit something because something act like they knew what I was saying and a bus had come and they'd get on and another wave would come waiting on another bus. I just stood there about an hour just preaching in tongues to all these people. And so did something happen? I really don't know. I just know that I'm available to God to use me. And because I know that in the book of Acts, if these people were speaking in tongues and people understood them, it's always worth it to me to give God a chance to speak the word works of God through me. And so if I wasn't, that all these people think, they either think one or two things. I wonder what language he's speaking. Or I think, boy, this guy's nuts. <laughs> but either way, what happens if I hit it? You never know unless you do, right? So that's me. I've always been kind of a fanatic. I want to be used by God. I'm always ready. But then another kind of diverse kinds of tongues like that, God gives you an utterance in a service. It may not be like these people knew the languages. The ones giving them didn't know what they were saying, but the ones listening knew what they were saying. Well, then, sometimes God gives you a tongue like that, a supernatural utterance in a service or something like that. Nobody knows what they're saying, but the interpreter, he interprets what's being said. And, you know, the best example I ever saw of that, everybody knows who Brother Hagin is now, Kenneth Hagin. Well, his daughter, Pat, married a guy named Buddy Harrison. Well, Buddy Harrison, our books, most of our books come from Harrison House Publishers. But anyway, on our honeymoon in 1982, Pat Harrison and Buddy Harrison. Well, I better go to a verse before I do this. Go to 1 Corinthians 12. I don't want to look at a verse here so you'll understand this. 1 Corinthians 12. And I want to look at verse 28. Give you a little more understanding to this. How many like understanding from the Word of God? I do. First Corinthians 12, verse 28 says, And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, the gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. And so this is talking about ministry gifts, different Apostles, prophets, people with healing ministries, etc. And then also people that are gifted by God in the ministry in tongues and interpretations. And so, really, Pat and Buddy Harris are the only ones I ever saw that walked in this gift. I've seen on video other people God's used that walk as a regular all the time, using them in this gift. But on our honeymoon, uh, Pat and Buddy Harrison were used in the gift of tongues and interpretation. Every night. And so, you know, I don't know how to describe this except if you've never been around people that's ministry gifts of tongues interpretation. That's not just one of us getting a tongue in a service sometimes. It's about people that flow just like preachers flow in preaching and teaching and music people flow in music and things like that. There's people have this ministry gift of tongues and interpretation and sometimes Buddy Harrison would get a tongue, and during the course of the tongue, well, we have seen people to have simple on this too. But who? Well, yeah. But anyway, here's what here's what here's what I've seen. I've seen now. Now get a hold of this. I'm telling you how these gifts work, so you'll know the difference between your prayer language and these gifts. Somebody that flows in this gift, they'll get the tongue and they'll be talking, and all of a sudden they'll stop. They'll make a motion, go like that, and then they'll stop. They'll go. Hmm like that, and do something. They'll keep on talking. They're giving tongues all the time talking, and they'll do things, and then they'll turn around or something. And then the person 
will give the interpretation. And they get the part, that part doing something like that. They'll be talking about, and you're walking down a wavy road. And you don't know what you're doing. You're unstable. You don't know what's going on. And they're giving it to you in English. You hear what they're saying. They're right at the same spot those motions came in. They interpreted what was going on here. And then, and then you're going around in circles. Just going around in circles. And then you understand why the tongue was coming forth. They were doing things like that. But the interpreter in the Spirit was hearing these words that none of us understood either. But the Spirit of God in them showed them what was going on. And so when they interpreted that's what I've always seen in people that flow in the gifts of tongue and interpretations. It's so amazing. Every little sound they made that wasn't a word, they make in the interpretation, but it all fits right in where you fully understand what was going on. That's an amazing thing to, to watch and to see. And so what we're telling you, have these things going on for us to understand God's purpose, God's what and God's why, because if there's people sitting out here when those things like that go on, they're absolutely amazed because all of a sudden God's talking to them. They think, wow, that's how my life's been. It's been a very unsteady road. And I felt totally confused. I've been going around in circles. Says the thing goes on, then all of a sudden they're walking like this here. And say, now today, God has reached his anointing on you, and you're going to walk in a straight line and you leave here now. You're going to know exactly where you're going. But see, that's spiritual gifts and operation to edify, to build up. And remember he said First Corinthians 12, to profit, to profit all. Well, people get profited out of that. It's not just a show. But, you know, we got we got to recognize God does like to show off. You know, if you don't think so, ask, ask those 700 prophets of Baal. He likes to show off. But I want, I want to look at one more verse we need to see as we, clo- as we close off. I want you to look at Mark chapter 16. It's a familiar verse. You need to see it. Verse 17, Mark 16, verse 17. And I believe in the name of Jesus, something was planted in you tonight, something in some of your understanding you need a clarification on, you got clarified. But Mark 16, verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. And I've told you this so many times. In my Bible, I wrote, I'm a believer, so this means me. Because I'm a believer. He said, these signs follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. And so this is the first Corinthians 14, 2 tongue. This is what God has for all believers. It's not the gift of tongues. It's your prayer language tongues. He said, these signs shall follow all them that believe. Not some. All that want this. All that believe it. They can have tongues. But then at the same time, the gifts of the Spirit or as he wills, they're not all. And so I hope that helps you to understand why in 1 Corinthians 14 he says no man understands them, but then in Acts chapter 2 says everybody understands them. That's diverse kinds of tongues, different kinds of tongues. One's the gift of tongues, one's the prayer language of tongues. And your prayer language of tongues, you're praying, and sometimes when you're praying, you'll step into the spiritual realm where you'll see things you need to see, you need to know, but that was for your own edification, that was to help you, Amen. So anyway, that's been our three-month study on the gifts of the Spirit. And I really pray in the name of Jesus that our congregation grew. And that's talking about you. You grew. You understand things. And we're going to have our Holy Ghost service on September the 12th, right? No. 
We changed it again. Are we double-minded? Okay. Okay. So the last Sunday of September, have our Holy Ghost service. Come prayed up. Come ready. And let's believe that God's going to use you. And God's going to use me. We're going to have some manifestation of the Spirit, not ding-back goofy stuff, but real stuff from God. And everybody in here is going to be spoke to, and God's going to help us. Amen. Well, let's give the Lord a hand. Let's stand up. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.